my name is Tom Chick. You're listening to the Quarter to Three Games Podcast with me and Jay Jason McMaster. Oh, nice. A uh, little Jay Jonah Jameson action this week. You know, it does make me think that you could be like the editor of a newspaper with a name like that. Or you could be like a an oil tycoon. Or a serial rapist. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying that- they all have, well, you know. Three names. That That's is true. Serial killer is true. Hey, would you get me one of those uh, cherry colas while you're while you're popping one? Yes, I will. <laughs> now, is it as hot where you are as it is where I am? Yes, it is very hot here. Because you're out there in uh, what is it like Iowa or Dakota or something, right? Uh, yes, somewhere near there in Ohio. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, hundred. Oh, well, my truck ran a hundred and one when I got in it today, but. Uh, so it was supposed to do the old uh, heat index feels like 113. Right, because once you figure in like the wind chill factor, for instance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's way, way hotter. Yeah. Now, uh, I just want to say, Jay Jason McMaster, uh, you've been gone for a while and it's about time you got back. So first of all, welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, I don't know if you were aware of everything that happened since you were gone, but I just want to point out a few things. First of all, while you weren't here, uh, baby killers in Florida are going scot-free. Uh, uh, I heard about that. Yep. Uh, America, uh, I think on August 2nd, can't pay her bills. Oh, no. Uh, they they just flat out canceled the whole space shuttle. They're like, you know what? We're done. They also, I think, canceled this Harry Potter thing because that's all oh. done. Oh, yep. my God. They made another one of those stupid toy robot uh, transmorphine movies. Oh, God. Uh, Michelle Bachman has been getting migraines. And That's then awesome. this this terrible heat wave. Now, all this stuff, I'm not saying it happened because you left, but I do think the timing is suspicious. It is a little weird. And, you know, I'm sorry about all that just horrible things that happened. I was on a roll. Well, now that you're back, I, I hope that things will, 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 will see an upturn. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Now, uh, what are we going to do for, for listeners this week? What, what sort of format should we have on the show, do you think? Mm, Roundtable. Now, uh, what we'll be doing is a news post, a quarter to three post or thread, and our game of the week choices. Now, we could do it as a roundtable. There's nothing wrong with two men sitting across from each other at a round. That's right. Staring. <laughs> right. Or we could sit on the same side. We could sit on the same, like, arc of the t- There's nothing wrong either with two men sitting shoulder to shoulder at a roundtable. You know? Right. There's, that's not a weird thing, I don't think. So I think if it was a big table and we sat shoulder to shoulder on the same side and it was only us, that might be a little weird. Because you're married. I know. But, and, yeah. but who's going to see it? That's you know? true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything. We're on a podcast anyway. No one knows. We could not be wearing pants for all that folks know. Oh, well. <laughs> on that note, uh, what what should we do first? Our game, news story, or post of the week? How do you feel? I don't know. Uh, how do you feel? I'm thinking news story works. Yeah, let's do that. Because you know what? There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of news this week. I was expecting a nice, slow... Summer. I was just enjoying the heat wave because I like this actually, uh, and I'm getting all this like news that is coming from. I don't know if you're aware of this. We have the uh, the Comics Con down in San Diego. That's what they call it. And oh, is that this week? 
that's this week, and there's all oh, this wow. news coming out of it. Uh, now, the technical name is the annual comic book convention or convocation or conclave. It's something like that. I like conclave. Yeah, and they uh, they all gather and they talk about like like Richie Rich and stuff like that. Casper, the friendly ghost. Casper, yeah, that may not still be around. Nancy, like Nancy is still around, right? Is that? Yeah, I think around? so. Because um, that Sluggo cracks me up every time. I love that guy. Sluggo. That's Man, funny guy. this crazy hat or whatever he's got on. Uh, so there's the actually there's, the Phantom is yeah right the shadow. <laughs> Actually, that's just that may just be a radio drama. I might be confusing my media here. Either way, it does. White Shadow is that one? No, <laughs> I know what that is. That, that, that was a radio thing? drama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Quit trying to confuse me with sports talk. Uh, I'm already in over my head with this Comic Con stuff. Uh, but yes, Comic Con is this week, and there are all these game companies down there that have apparently been sitting on announcements specifically to release them during Comic Con. So that's actually what my news story of the week is—is is one of those announcements. Now, do you want me to go first since I've kind of tipped my hand, or do you want to go first? Yeah, sure, go ahead, go crazy. Because okay. I don't have—I don't have any dice with me. I haven't been—you uh, know—my D and D group didn't meet this week, so I don't have my dice pouch handy. You see? Uh, oh, your crown royal bag. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course you. Uh, so, uh, okay, so here's my news story of the week, straight out of Comic-Con. Uh, and it's good news and bad news. Dangerously uh, close to straight out of Compton. Right, yeah, not not quite a street. It's a little nerdier. <laughs> no. uh, so this is good news and bad news because I'm happy about it, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, this is really annoying, and I should have seen it coming, and they, they did it again. They... Stuck me with this again, and it's freaking Capcom. I mean, if they're, I oh, love, yeah. I love to love, and I love to hate Capcom on so many different levels. Oh. Capcom and I, we just had a very tumultuous relationship, uh, and it's because of stuff like this. <clears throat> so, my most so far, I, I did a little thing at the at, right at the end of June about the best, the my favorite games of the year and the most disappointing games of the year, and I right. p- picked for my number one. In both categories, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which I am just elated at discovering. I've never been into fighting games, but I'm discovering a lot in that. I'm learning a lot from it, and I'm equally disappointed at how much stuff isn't there and how much cool single-player content they could have put in there, as Midway did with the Mortal Kombat game. Um, there's this great game called Blaze Blue that just has a lot of great tutorials and different I ways. really like Blaze Blue. That's a really good game. Oh, is that how you say it? Blaz I think it's yeah, – well, it, it could be Blaze. I have no earthly idea. You know what? You're probably right. No E at the end of the Blaz part. So. Yeah, but, you know, the, you know, game spelling. You know, you're, you could use E's and threes and shit, whatever you want. You could probably put a niner in it and no one would care. So, you know. <laughs> and not just game spelling, JJ's and McMaster, but, but Japanese game spelling. That's Who true. knows what? Yeah, you know when when they when you start a level in uh in Blaz Blue Blaze Blue, it's not called a level; it's called a rebel. It is a rebel, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're making fun of the way that some Asian folks talk, in which case I'm very uncomfortable with that, or I don't know if it's a different word or a part of their fiction. I don't know what's going on there, but it's I just chalk it up to being Japanese, and I. Kind of sit back and enjoy it, whatever. It's it's quite Japanese. I'll give you that. No, the, that game's uh, really good though. The controls are really tight in it. And don't you wish that some of those modes were in Marvel vs. Capcom Three? You know, the tutorial I... stuff, or there's a there's like a an, a, a conquest kind of game mode where you collect different right. dudes. Um, there, yeah. there are tutorials for each of the characters in Blaz Blue. You you start up a crazy character. You start up like 
I, you know what? Oh, wow. I'm going to, here's where I realized about the, no the girl with the crazy thing. Yeah. We'll just call her that. Well, see, now that's <laughs> the thing is I can't like, it's, I can't, I, Oh, Rachel, there's a little witch named Rachel. Is that right? That, yeah. She's okay. Well. Cause there's one, uh, bang Shishigama. I think I got that right. <laughs> that, I practiced maybe. That. But that's one of the characters. So anyway, you, you you pick one of these characters in Blaze Blue, and you go in and you get a whole tutorial for that character and what a special yeah. power does and what a special meter is. And there is nothing like that in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, even though they have some really cool characters with asymmetrical powers and yeah. abilities. And they don't explain any of that to you. They just drop it in your lap because Capcom couldn't care less about guys like me who want to learn this stuff. They're making oh, no. games for They're, the hardcore people who are already yeah. playing these games. Well, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is absolutely a game for the hardcore. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's a really attractive-looking game. And I'm, I think my favorite, honestly, is Street Fighter 4. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like... That's a whole. You're like a whole brand of like fighter game fan, like like that whole Street Fighter appeal. Like, like that is very specific appeal. That's very different from Marvel's Capcom Three. It is. It's like well, what I like about it is there's you know, I mean, and, and to in Marvel's Capcom Three, of course, there's as well. But Street Fighter Four just is much more strategic to me. Uh, it's like a game of uh, like rock paper scissors, basically. But just the way you approach the characters, uh, certain moves beat other moves. There's all this timing stuff. There's speed stuff, you know, about there's frames, how many frames uh, that your character can be hit by a move in certain ways. Okay, now I know, right, now I know for a fact, J.J. McMaster, everything you just said about Super Street Fighter 4, whatever, is also true of Marvel's Capcom 3. Oh, I'm sure it is. But... The Street Fighter 4 system, uh, I don't know, it just feels, uh, it's not that it's, uh, well, one thing, it's slower, but I mean, that's not really the point. It, it, it just feels more sturdy. Well, I can, I can help you out here, right? because I've tried both games, and I clearly realize that Marvel's Capcom 3 is for me. The Street Fighter games are, I think, more technical. Uh, and yeah. less flashy. They're less about making crazy stuff happen on screen and more about managing. Like, for instance, you have three punches and three uh, kicks. Like, like you, you have you have multiple – you have more options for what to do with a character with with smaller, more finicky differences amongst those options than you do in Marvel's Capcom 3. Sure, uh, yeah. Where there's no real – like, I think you just have a – what is it? You have, uh, like you have, have like, strong, yeah, light, medium, low, strong medium, attack, strong, right? And right, then, and then the special. Right, exactly. And but see, you have so here, here uh, just real quick. You also have the assists with the whole team thing, and you don't get that yeah. in in uh, Street Fighter. Uh, uh, did you play uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom? Uh, not only did I not play it, I don't even think I could pronounce it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen? I do that? not. <laughs> it's another Capcom fighting game, and uh, Tatsunoko is a Japanese. Uh, you know how Marvel, everybody here knows Marvel. They know the Hulk. They know, you know, well, Tatsunuko is like an, an I believe, an anime company. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, that uh, <laughs> is, is very popular in Japan, but the game is sold here as well. So it's like you get the, the Capcom characters and you get the, you know, Tatsunuko characters, which I was not very familiar with. Um, However, it's the same kind of game as Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's just been out for like a year longer, and it's a Wii exclusive. Uh, but it's if you like Marvel vs. Capcom 3, you should try that. Honestly. Did you say a Wii exclusive? Yeah, go figure, right? Oh, J. Jason McMaster. 
I know, right? I this love is not it. the podcast for kids' games. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. You do, do not let Dave Long hear you say that. <laughs> oh, I got I got something for Dave Long, by the way, later in this podcast. Oh, Ooh, no. I got something for him. By the, by the way, it sounds like you're saying, is it Ted Sanuko? It's Tat uh, Sanuko. Tat, okay. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, actually, it's a 2008 game. That's weird. But, yeah, it's it's Wii for uh, consoles, but they have an arcade version, too. Right. Uh, but, yeah, you never really see it here. Look at us, like a couple of like old hands talking about fighting games. I feel like, uh, like I always feel, I hear people talk fighting games, and I they're in way over my head. It's like talking to, to doctors or something. I have no idea what they're saying, but I feel like you and me right here, like we got a thing going on a level where I don't feel like I'm necessarily out of my depth. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't know that much about it. I just have a bunch of friends that are really into them. So I've, I've played them a good bit, and I always lose. But, uh, you know, during that, you hear all, of course, the, uh, you know, the theory. You know, so it's, it's crazy. But, you know, Street Fighter Four. speaking of, like, how they just drop it in your lap with NBC3, Street Fighter Four does have, like, a tutorial thing going in it, too. So it's kind of weird that uh, NBC3 has a problem. You mean like for each individual character? Like if I want yeah. to learn how to play Blanca or whatever, I, I can... Yeah. There's a tutorial that tells me about his little shock attack and stuff it's like that? It's called... Um, God. It's not one of the main game modes, but it's something like training mode or something. You know what? Like no. That. See, no, McMaster. I, once again, I got I to gotta put my, my neophyte foot down here because they have that in Marvel vs. Capcom where you can do little challenges and the challenges oh. show you some of the moves, but... But you do like maybe one or two of them, and then suddenly you are just slammed into this brick wall of prohibitively difficult timing puzzles. The the, the only thing those things teach you is how much you suck at the game. Basically, Uh, that's what Street Fighter 4 does too. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not a training mode. That is not going to teach – I I can't – I'm not at the level where I can do that stuff yet. I just want to know how to make the little Blanca dude do his electricity bite, you know? And it's trying to show me all these like – Reverse cancel interrupt air dash counter. <laughs> oh yes. And I'm like, I don't need that yet. Just let me do his special move. Um, no, I hear you. <laughs> so, oh, but so, do you know what the news is then? Like, you've been you've been in Russia or wherever. Do you know the news about Marvel's Capcom Three? Uh, no, I know some different news about, <laughs> from uh, Capcom, but no, I haven't heard this one. So specifically, so and this is my news story of the week. Uh, and, and it's uh, by the way, we're all about tangents here, so I, I'm glad we did talk some about Marvel vs. Capcom. But specifically, the, the cool thing, which is also the sucky thing about Marvel vs. Capcom 3, is that Capcom is doing their little Ultimate Edition trick. where They, they always do that. They always do that, exactly. And so this isn't, in a way, this isn't news. It's just they finally got around to admitting it for this iteration. So oh. in November, we've got Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. Of course we do. Yep. <laughs> like uh, Super Street Fighter 4? Yeah. Yep. And then there's like Super Arcade Street Fighter 4, and then there's right. Super Arcade Super Street Fighter 4 Ultimate. There's like, yeah, there's like the new one, yes, the one yeah. that takes it from the arcade for championship edition. So do you know, so here's what here's the deal with Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. It's this November, it's 40 bucks. By the way, how do you feel about that, McMaster? 40 bucks. Uh, you know... It, I mean, hey, great, I don't have to buy it again for full price, but you're still screwing me. <laughs> so it's like, I think it should be cheaper. Especially, like, if you don't, like, I think that's great 
my understanding is that if you don't have Marvel versus Capcom three, you can wait till November and get everything in Marvel yeah. versus Capcom three plus the new stuff in Ultimate for forty bucks. However, if you're like me and you already have Marvel versus Capcom three and you just want the new stuff in Ultimate, do you still have to buy the whole thing for forty bucks or can you get some cheaper down? That's a good question. See, because Capcom's done both ways. Okay. In the past, you know, it's like a Street Fighter four to Super Street Fighter four. That wasn't an upgrade. You had to buy it. But the new one, you can just get the DLC for that adds on to it. But then again, I think there was a net code change between Street Fighter 4 and Super because they had to recode the entire thing because, God, Street Fighter 4 was the worst. Oh, my God. Just sitting there failing 20 games in a row. Well, that that makes me wonder because one of the things that they are – saying is new in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is uh, they're, like, they're rebalancing the gameplay, which I couldn't care less about any of that. I don't, I'm not good enough to, to know balance from whatever. I mean, oh, I, I yeah. couldn't tell you if somebody was overpowered. I, I'm not good enough. Uh, right. But that's one of the things they're doing, so I imagine there's going to be either they'll patch Marvel vs. Capcom 3, or I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that'll work. And besides, I don't play online anyway, so I don't care about that. Uh, yeah, I don't ever get sucked into the play online thing. It's like the <laughs> with those games because I, I played a lot of Street Fighter 4 online, and like people couldn't stand to be around me. That, that's the kind of it's like I, I managed to not get too angry most of the time, but oh my god, fighting games! Oh, I can't. Um, my own, I have my own personal like fighting game, Obi-Wan, who's helped me get into Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and he's a big Street Fighter advocate, and I insist that that's just not for me, and he keeps trying to tell me I'm wrong. And But, but he, he talks about playing these online, and he says that basically when you go online, you win like one out of every ten matches. Roughly, yeah, if that much, honestly. And that's just not enough for me. That's the quick way for me to just not want to play very much. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe does that does that drive you to want to get better or does that just discourage you? I don't know. You know, at first I just wanted to get better, but after a while, the thing with those games is you rank up and so eventually you're playing against people that are ranked equivalent to you in theory. But if you beat enough like crappy people, you're going to rank up. And then once you rank up, there's no going back. You don't drop back down. You just keep getting punched in the face over and over again. <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> well, the good news, though, about this uh, this ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that they're doing is it's got 12 new characters. Uh, Marvel announced four of them, and uh, like uh-huh. has happened previously, the other eight were promptly leaked because apparently there was, there was code on the disc that made it obvious what they would be. So, so we now know what the 12 characters are. Uh, that are what being are added. they? I need uh, to look. Okay, here we go. Tell me, tell me which of these you know, J. Jason McMaster. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you the ones I know first, and then okay. I'm going to ask you about a few of them. So we all know uh, Ghost Rider. It's Nicholas uh, yeah. Cage. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, right? Now you know what? He's already there's already a guy with a burning head in Marvel's Capcom Three that when I when I have played with other of my friends oh, who don't yeah. know much about comics, they're like, oh, that's Ghost Rider, and it's not. It's just some guy it's, with a flaming head. Of course. His name's Domamu or something like that. So yeah, anyway, yeah. now we have the real Ghost Rider. We have Hawkeye, uh, which yeah. is uh, so Ghost Rider's Nicholas Cage. Hawkeye is Jeremy Renner because he yeah he's played, the uh, yeah. Fan, he was oh, yeah any part of the not Fantastic Four but the please Avengers. McMaster yes the, the Avengers, Avengers. Had yeah, now so Captain yeah. America is the first Avenger. I think Hawkeye is like the 
awesome 14th Avenger. I don't know what number he comes in, but he's definitely an Avenger. He's a guy with a bow. I know that much about him. Okay, now here's where I start to get on shaky ground. Doctor Strange? Yeah, he's a powerful wizard. You know, it's funny. Oh my it's God. like when the yeah, right, but uh, no. Uh, what's great about that is that you know, when when Batman hit and everything, all the different studios were licensing out stuff, and somebody actually optioned Doctor Strange, and I was like, really? <laughs> so he's a wizard. He he like has he's a what? Okay, what level is he? Because I want to know what spells he can cast. I he he's pretty high level. He, I, he might even be able to cast Wish, which would be at least... Whoa! <laughs> Man, all right. Then you get into demigod territory, and let's just, you know... <laughs> wow, I'll, I wonder how many uh, of the hyperbars it would take to cast Wish. That's that's pretty good to have. All right. Yeah, he's... Oh, go ahead. Uh, he looks... Uh, it looks like some kind of douchebag that should carry a crystal ball. So, oh, okay. Yeah. When Because I think of, like, Gandalf. When you said he was, like, a wizard, I was like... like oh, no, no. He wears, like, a skin-tight suit and has a goatee. Oh, uh, that's... Oh, you know what? I Does he kind of look like Ming the Merciless? Kind of, yeah. He has a cape, too, of course. I, I mean, can't believe I think I know who he is. Okay. Here's another one, McMaster. Now, I, I hear this, and I think of an awesome car from the 70s. Uh, right. But this isn't the case. It's There's apparently some dude named Nova. Who's that? I don't remember Nova. All right. Well, he's in there. What about Maybe Iron- it's PBS Nova. Oh, very good. Wow. <laughs> way more erudite than me. Well, well done, McMaster. Way to, way to make me look dumb. Nice. Uh, Iron Fist. Who's that? I have no idea. It sounds kind of familiar, but I, I can't place him. Okay. In that case, since you don't know, I'm going to posit that he is Iron Man's sidekick. He might be. Okay. Now, here's another one. I don't even- Nemesis. Or, yeah, that could work. Uh, this next one, I don't even think this is real. But Rocket Raccoon? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really familiar with that one, but it sounds like something that could be involved in either Marvel or Capcom. No, no, this, oh. that's a Marvel one. These are all the Marvel ones. Okay? Oh, okay. I was going to say, because that could be some crazy Mega Man crap. But, uh, yeah. It up. yeah, that does sound like something from Mega Man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Marvel thing. Rocket Raccoon. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, now here are the Capcom ones. Um, okay, these two I love. Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and Frank West. Uh, well, of course, you got to have Frank West. He's covered wars. <laughs> Very good. And, and the awesome thing, too, about Frank West is you know some of those, like, hyper combo move things are going to be the, the combo weapons from Dead Rising, which I just love. Oh, yeah. There's oh, so yeah. much fun stuff to play with there. So those two are great. Those are from Capcom. Now, here we go. Here's me on shaky ground. Um I know there's a demon from Ghouls and Ghosts, or is it Ghosts and Ghouls? That old uh, Sega Genesis game. Uh, yeah, uh, it was either Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah. I think it's Goblins or something like that. But anyway, it's the guy who can get knocked down to his underwear. Uh, his main enemy is a demon named Firebrand. And I wouldn't know who that was if I hadn't seen a picture of it in a screenshot. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have remembered his name. Well, he's in there. <laughs> he's again, the that was a super hard game. It was, so, yes. Oh. That's back when video gamers could handle that. They can't handle that anymore. Oh, God, no. We no. need things like, uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we need, relo- We need uh, what's the, the Prince of Persia game where you never die? That's what we need now. Oh, God, is Sands of Time? No, it's one of the other, wasn't it just? Oh, that cra- a Warrior Within or some crap like that. One oh, it's, uh, it's, oh, rats. There's one where you couldn't die, where you had the chick who every time you. Magic Carpet? No, that's a different <laughs> Well, at any rate, that was an example of, you know, gamers 
we don't we don't like to be punished. We don't want any part of that. So, so no more ghouls and ghosts and goblins. Uh, but we can have characters from that. Okay, now yep. here's three JJ's and McMaster. I don't know what these are. Maybe you can help me. I'm just going to say these three names. Pick out which ones you know. You ready for this? Sure. Virgil, Nemesis, and Strider. Oh, uh, Strider. Is it? And not. Strider by the way, not what you're thinking. That's not Aragorn. I, yeah, I wasn't thinking Aragorn. Okay. You don't remember this the Strider game for this uh, Sega or Sega Genesis? I think it was. I think there was one on both. Or maybe it was just, just. I don't remember. It's a game called Strider where he uh, was like this kind of secret, secret, super aging guy. He had a sword, and, you know, bionics, and could. I don't know. It was pretty cool. I don't. I, I well, okay, but if you're a secret agent guy and you're bionic, what do you need with a sword? That's well, all. I think. What can it hurt? You know? That's a good point. <laughs> you might as well carry it. Uh, and then Nemesis and Virgil. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, well, they'll Nemesis be in the new Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, now I'm yeah, just. It was Genesis. It was Genesis. Okay. Uh, we don't. I think I, I'm disappointed that we aren't getting uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, or Bayonetta. Yeah. Well. Batman and Wonder Woman uh, might not make the cut, seeing as they're DC characters, but no, Bayonetta so. could be in there. <laughs> Bayonetta gets her own game, and yeah, she's she's not Capcom, but she doesn't... Bayonetta need- versus Capcom. Yeah, you know what? That would be right there. That uh, full game, it could be all of her little climax moves, could be the different characters. I think they should get on that. Uh, I think so, too. It just sounds, it sounds powerful. Now, other news, which isn't nearly as exciting, but... Uh, it's worth noting is that other fighting games are now saying, "Hey, well, we're getting new characters too." Um, uh, Mortal Kombat is getting Freddy Krueger. That is awesome. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter, and I, is this a typo? Is there a game called Street Fighter X Tekken, or Street Fighter uh, Times yes. Tekken, or how do you even say that? It's actually, you know, it's funny. I talked to the Capcom guys, and I said Street Fighter X Tekken, and they're like, it's Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Second. So, okay, good. That's good to know. Uh, so. Yeah, so everybody in the uh, listening audience, it's cross. All right, yeah. don't screw up. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass yourself at a party or something. Or at uh, the Capcom booth like me. I'm such a noob. <laughs> now, they are getting a character uh, named Steve. Wow, that's an impressive true. name. Yep, there's, there's, and I don't know who that is. Like, I recognize some I, of the I names there. Like, I know. Maybe a Tekken character. That's it, it must be, yeah. Like, I know Yoshimitsu. That was the only one I recognized. But then I, I saw one named Steve. I yeah, don't know. They have a character is. named Paul, for Christ's sakes. And well, so. I mean, come on, Mr. Street Fighter. There's a dude there named Ken. I mean, that's. Well, sure. <laughs> but everybody else, except for Dan, which is the best character ever. Um, you know, Dan's like a, a, a joke. There's yeah. not a guy named Dan in Street. Are you serious? There's yes. a Dan. Yes, and he he's. Uh, I think it was Final Fight. I, you know, somebody's going to correct me on this, but I think it was Final Fight or one of the other like competitor SNK fighting games uh, came out with a character that was a ripoff of Ken. So the Street Fighter guys made a ripoff of him called Dan, and Dan wears a pink gi, and he's like the, he's like a total like really terrible version of Ryu and Ken. So like. He just he does like everything wrong, and like one of his special moves, he'll like fall down, you know, and it's just really terrible. And now, uh, I yeah. could be I could be out on a. Isn't Dan a word for like a fighting school in Japan, kind of like dojo or something? It could be. Okay. 
I think I might know that from crossword puzzles, although I, I doubt I'm remembering correctly. All right, but I still think Steve is a far worse name for a fighting character. Yeah, Steve's pretty bad. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, well, you guys got Yoshi, Yoshimitsu, you guys, oh, Freddy Krueger, we got Steve. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's my news uh, of the week. I'm, I, I hate seeing... I hate feeling like this stuff is being milked and I, I wish that they had addressed rather than just tossing in new characters. I wish that they had fleshed out the game's accessibility and its single player viability for guys like me, you know, all of these stupid dollar shadow battle AIs that they let you download, like all that <laughs> stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? Just, I, I this, you know, th- this game could have been so amazing and you're screwing it up. So I, I'm disappointed that, you know, $40 for 12 new characters when there's so many other things that could be better about this game. But I'm psyched there's more content, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's – the thing about it is it's fun to play through just to watch. You know, I'd actually rather watch the game than play it most of the time because it's like uh, – there's something about it. It's real flashy. And you, it's harder to pay attention to the flashiness when you're trying to play it. So, uh, yeah. It's the same thing with, like, Rock Band 3, you know, when you – uh, you can't really pay attention to the actual characters when you're playing the game. See, but. no, I, I, I gotta, I, that just seems wrong to me, J. Jason McMaster, because I, I do not, and maybe that's why I suck. Is that I love playing attention <laughs> to the flashiness. I love like when I do one of the hyper meters, and then every, you know, the screen just gets taken over with crazy stuff, and I forget oh, yeah. that I can still block, and I, I just get totally wrapped up in the spectacle. I can only play against other people who suck, by the way. Well, yeah, that's the way it works usually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just yeah. me and friends spaz out, and cool stuff happens, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like uh, I love Deadpool's, like his ultimate, where he grabs all the different bars and beats some people with them. Uh, that's like one of my favorite. I may have never even seen that one. Yeah, one of his or his ultimate or whatever is he like grabs the energy bar off of his side and like hits a guy with it, and he grabs like the power bar and hits him with it. You know? it's, it's very meta. Funny. I love that. That's yeah, that's it's awesome for you. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, all right. Well, what is your news of the week? What do you have that? Uh, at? I have uh, the hilarious uh, EA Star Wars Old Republic uh, digital download story. What is that story? Have you not heard about this? I don't really <laughs> follow the uh, MMOs. Well, if you want to digitally purchase or pre-order Star Wars The Old Republic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to complete an order form. Let me read the steps. You'll like this. <laughs> Step one, complete the order form below. Step two, you will be sent an email confirming your pre-order request has been received. Step three, pre-order requests will be processed into the order they received while quantities last. Step four, an email will be sent within 48 hours to let you know if your pre-order request was successful. What uh, what happened to the shopping cart button that you just press? Uh, well, you can't pre-order a digital game because uh, they have a, a limited quantity. How does oh, how does that work? Printed, well, yeah, they only printed so many of them. Yeah, exactly. And you go into a lottery, basically, to try to pre-order the digital version. Now wait a minute. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. So I've got my you know my whatever sixty but forty bucks whatever it's going to cost. I want to pre-order Star Wars: The Old Republic. So it is sixty. Okay, I want to pre-order Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, I have to go into a lottery. I don't. There's something wrong. Are you sure you're reading that right, McMaster? Oh, I am. Um, 
in fact, somebody uh, did like a, a quick copy of the email and took out their numbers and everything. And the email you receive is pre-order request received. Thank you for submitting your request for a Star Wars The Older Public pre-order. Your request will be processed in order to receive while quantities last. An email will be sent within 48 hours to let you know if your request was successful. If your request was successful, your credit card will be charged for the pre-order. Your card will be charged for the price of the edition you ordered when the product is released. Based on our estimates, you are likely to receive your pre-order. <laughs> so that that kind of like seems like they want people to actually go to the store and pick it up instead. It really does. That's what I said the second I saw that. I was like, if I if I play this game and I don't get a free copy, which if you're listening, send me one, or I will continue to bash you. <laughs> the power of free speech. But um, free speech and podcasts. Exactly. Uh, together at last. I would I would easily just go to the store and purchase it because what? Why? I'm paying the same amount of money for the game, except it's a digital copy that I'm standing in a pretend line for. Now, don't you probably get like uh, a pink lightsaber or something if you pre-order it? I doubt it, but you never know. You could. Don't you get like a pet Darth Maul? That would be pretty sweet. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I, I know it was like another thing, too. Was a, there was like a $5 pre-order charge for uh, the digital edition as well, which I thought was a little weird. But Now, is this – are they – now, see, part of me thinks, well, maybe they're just trying to gate the number of people that they have to deal with at That's launch. That's sort of avoiding right launch issues. But I, I, I mean – It's a terrible there's the whole retail – at, uh, channel as well. They can't really. Are, are they gating it there as well? Are they just wanting to put a chokehold on how many people can play at launch? Uh, maybe there's some kind of shenanigans like that. I going. think. Uh, I think really that's what it is. I mean, if if it was you know, my guess, I would say it has to be to control server crashes at launch. Because right. I mean, yeah, World of Warcraft had some nightmarish issues. Not as bad as. God, there was a couple of games that were just ridiculous. That, there was that one sci-fi MMO that came out around the same time as uh, uh, Anarchy Online. Yes, that is easily like the worst launch of a game ever. I, mean, I played it too. Oh, um, but yeah, that they have to be doing that. I mean, right. and you would think a company like EA. I mean, they've done MMOs before. Uh, so they have, haven't they? Yeah. Well, EA is known for their prowess with uh, online space. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they really are. Uh, so, McMaster, if you can order, pre-order Star Wars The Old Republic, so there's got to be a release date now, huh? That must be awesome news, right? Yeah, no, there's no release date. <laughs> there's a uh, winter, or not winter, it wasn't winter, it was holidays. Right, holidays. 2011. So it went from October to holidays. Uh, so, couldn't you could also like is this for people who pre-ordered like Duke Nukem Forever? Like you, the, this pre-ordering of a game before it's got a release date, I'm not sure I would ever do that. I, I would, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I would feel a little weird about committing to buying a copy of a game that doesn't even know what day it's coming out. Uh, I pre-ordered Duke Nukem, and see where it got, got into their little fancy club. Yeah, well, well. They they offered a demo to the people who pre-ordered. So I pre-ordered. I got into the thing. I played the demo. Then I canceled my pre-order. <laughs> that, was, that was how it worked. You know, uh, if I like a game enough, I'll sometimes actually like get the collector's edition or whatever. And man, oh man, 
Duke Nukem was not that one. Now, so uh, you will be playing Star Wars The Old Republic? I don't know. Okay. I'm so tired of MMOs. I mean, World of Warcraft and everything else, it's just, it's, you know, I, I know it's Bioware and everything, but it's still going to be go shoot a nerf herder or something, you know? I mean, now, now, can you hold that thought for when, when we get to my post of the week? Sure. Okay, good. And, uh, uh, that's that's it for me. All right, let's move on to our uh, let's do our games of the week. What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I've, that's fine with me. I went first for news, so how about you go first? What's your what's your game of the week, J. Jason McMaster? Well, you know the weirdest thing is, you know, I was in Germany, and I was working a lot. I didn't get to play a lot of games, but the mm-hmm. one that I probably played the most outside of League of Legends, I have to get my game of night in, um, was Jagged Alliance Two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, reason being, uh, those darn front page quarter to three posts. Now, how do you say the guy's name? I'm going to screw this up. Dufresne is what it looks I like. But I think it's something to... from Three Musketeers that some highfalutin French pronunciation, like Dufresne, I think is what I you're think supposed it, to I'm say. I'm pretty sure it's Dufresne. And the oh. only reason I say that is because I like the movie Shawshank Redemption. And Tim Robbins' character's name is Andy Dufresne. Oh, that's what that's from. I thought it was like <laughs> that was like some Victor Hugo novel or something. It's from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Stephen King novels. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't get Frencher than that, my friend. Oh my God! I thought I was okay. I did not know it was a Stephen King reference. I'm, I'm very disappointed now. I have All no right. idea. Whatever, uh, Dufresne. Okay, that's great. Uh, yeah, but those those posts, they it's hard to read those and not want to play a little Jagged Alliance too. It's like Jeff D has been doing with these uh, Civilization Four uh, write ups that he's doing in the main forum. It's hard to read that stuff and not want to boot up your own game. Uh, you know, so, the, so you gave in actually, and you started your own Jagged Alliance too. You know, freaking good old games, man. Them and Steam, I swear to God, are the cause of so many of just my impulse purchases. And that was not a play on the words. No, no impulse joke. Ah, very good. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, um, but it's dangerous because, like, I love old games. And, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things that I'll only play on my laptop, really. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, when I don't have, like, an internet connection, which is rare, but it's a kind of game that you can just go back to whenever. So, J.J. McMaster, I want to float something and see what you think of this. Uh, I, I was recently hired by GameSpy to do a monthly strategy gaming column, and one of the things that I claimed in my first column, uh, I briefly mentioned that I felt that strategy games hold up in a way that other genres don't. Oh, absolutely. A lot of other genres are uh, there. They uh, like, like graphics figure in more prominently, or the gameplay changes over time. But but you go back to an old strategy game, and I recently I started uh, a Master of Orion two game earlier this week yeah it was so easy to sink back into that but but i think that strategy uh ages much more gracefully than any other genre so so you're on board with me for that oh yeah i oh and this is kind of a weird example but i I still consider it strategy in its own right i used to up until a few years ago i would play the original pirates yep yep i love sit nice pirates (laughs) original pirates from like for the PC. No, back in the day. Mm, I don't think there was any such thing. Oh, there was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's one of my favorite games, and it's one of the 
original games I got really obsessed with, other than Panzer General, which I have not tried the, the one because I've been in Germany, but I'm going to purchase that freaking game, that Panzer... Uh, Panzer Corps. Panzer Corps. Yeah. Because, God, I love Panzer General. <laughs> and, and once again, an example of, I, I think, strategy games acing, aging much more gracefully. So Panzer Corps addresses some little... Uh, gameplay very like it, it sort of tidies up the gameplay by folding into the Panzer General setting some of the advances that occurred later in that series, and it yeah. also cleans up the interface a little bit. But it's it's the same basic game, and it's just an oh, example yeah. of man, this stuff it, it's just as good as when I played it ten years ago. You know, a game that I loved, absolutely loved, and just never could find again was uh, East Daikatana. Front and Daikatana, but uh, East Front and like West Front. Um, I think were those SSI games? What, what, what's what? JJ's and Ringmaster? Those are kind of pretty serious war gamey things. What are you doing? Yeah, they were awesome. I loved those games. What's a guy <laughs> like you who's into Street Fighter Four doing playing those kind of things? I play every type of game except for country western. <laughs> <laughs> I that's nice. I'm gonna make that my sig. <laughs> oh yeah. I play every type of game except country western. That's beautiful, J. Jason McMaster. Well, thank you. Uh, so, so let's get back. So, you you actually started a game of Jagged Alliance too, yeah. Um, and and how's that hold up for you? It's good, you know. And the thing about Jagged Alliance too that I find absolutely hilarious. I was talking to somebody on Google Plus about this. Was that it? Man, they, that game just throws you into it. You know, there is no handholding in Jagged Alliance too. It's like you pick some dudes, and then some people are shooting at you the second the game starts. You know, it's like you wander into a town, and people are just immediately attacking you. And if you have not played like XCOM or Fallout or something like that, then you're you're pretty much uh you're in a world of hurt. It's like a real, it's a game that just it does not su- suffer from the later convention of every game has to have a tutorial. You know, you know what this is making me think of, JJ's Master, and and I only say this now because you have already fessed up to knowing about these earlier East Front games. Like, oh, those are great. <laughs> so if you're if you can talk war games with me, let me mention what this makes me think of. Uh, the 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 main fellow over there, at Sh- I think it's Shrapnel Games, is Tim Brooks. I hope I'm not screwing that up. Tim Brooks made a game. Good golly, I don't know, ten years ago, whatever. It was kind of a Jagged Alliance XCOM-y kind of gameplay, very tactical squad management game called 101st Airborne. And the cool thing that I – one of the many cool things, I mean it was just a really good tactical squad-based World War II game. You develop your characters and you do different battles. But one of the really cool things I remember that uh, that was unique about it is because it's about an airborne division, uh, you pick your dudes, you, you kit them out. And then they jump out of an airplane and they land all over different places on the map. One of oh, them might awesome. be cut off and, and he's got to fight like like five Germans and, he, and it's hopeless. Another guy might actually uh, get his chute tangled in a tree and, and he might be strangled by the, the cords. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was this really disarming thing about holy cats. You know, I had everything set up and now the plan is all messy and this guy's already dead before I got a chance to do anything. And. It was it's kind of a bold approach to that that tactical squad based game because of course you get attached to these guys and if you can just have one of them die before he even gets on the field, I mean wow that that was that's kind of subversive. Uh, so you talk about not hand holding you. This game not only does it hold your hand, it like punches you in the nuts before you're even playing. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's uh, God, 
And he's been working forever. I don't know if this is officially dead, but, you know, there's been a follow up in development for a while that I sadly, I'm guessing at this point, it'll never see the light of day. But uh, that's I wonder if that holds up. 101st. Was it called 101st Airborne Division? I don't know. I I would have played that if I had heard about it. Good Lord. That sounds awesome. Um, Well, we'll see if we can get. But I, good old games, if you're listening, put that up. <laughs> Grab that game from Shrapnel. You know what? I bet you can probably still get it at Shrapnel. I mean, they... Uh, That's probably true, yeah. Actually, yeah, why not? Uh, you know, uh, what was that? Uh, God, there was a game that was reminiscent of XCOM that you could play via email, I believe. The, uh, you, Laser Squad Nemesis, you mean? Or the yes. Thing? Yes, Laser Squad Nemesis. That game, I got murdered. I believe it was Jason, either, I want to say it's Jason Cross, but it could have been Luke's. One of them just destroyed me. I mean, just like, I was all excited about it, and then I run my dudes in, and then the next turn, he like, uh, there just, here comes a grenade. And it get like, my entire squad's dead. And I was like, game over. And I was like, oh. Well, you know, that that is kind of a hallmark of, of XCOM, is that you could open oh, yeah. the door to the whatever your little ship was called, and there's a little gray um, with a rocket launcher yeah. or something, and yeah. then suddenly, ah, your six dudes are dead. Mission failed. Uh, oh, yeah. That's like, you know, but XCOM and uh, XCOM 2 are just really two of the, well, God, I, you know, I liked XCOM better than Terror from the Deep. I don't know what it was. Terror from the Deep, was just, that was a cruel game. I <laughs> even liked XCOM Apocalypse. Or what, what was the third one that some people hated that uh, oh. you could play it in real time or turn-based? Yeah. I think it was like XCOM 3 Apocalypse, something like that. Uh, something like that. I remember it. I, I didn't play it much. I remember I played the first one a lot. That and Syndicate. <laughs> so is Jagged Alliance then satisfying that kind of XCOM Jones for you? Yeah, you know, and the thing, I, kind of, you know, I mean, XCOM, of course, had the whole world map and all that other cool stuff going on. You could go to different cities and different random things and jagged alliance you're just kind of wandering around everywhere but uh yeah it really does it it just it takes so much time to get back into but i believe this is the one that has the japanese cowboy and once i get him i'll be totally set now you know they uh that uh oh rats who's uh, calypso calypso is publishing i'm pretty sure it's kind of a a remake slash reboot slash real time reimagining of is it the orig- original Jagged Alliance? Anyway, they're doing a Jagged Alliance title. It might be Jagged Alliance 2 uh, <laughs> that has a, a real-time system that I was really skeptical about. I saw it at E3, um, and uh, I'm I'm sort of guardedly excited about how this will turn out because it's not – it's more like – you mentioned Laser Squad Nemesis. It's more like yeah. that kind of or, – or Frozen Synapse, that kind of you plan your turn out, and then you let time run. But one right. of the cool things they do is at the bottom of the screen for each character, there's a track, a timed track. It's almost like a movie or a, a sound editing board where you can slide actions around to coordinate them with other actions. And it looks like they've oh. got a good sense for how to give you oh, feedback wow. on the map and on that little editing thing. And so you set up your dudes and then you run time and you can pause it and set up your dudes again. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they're doing with that. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, no, that actually sounds really cool because, uh, yeah, it took me a second to get what you were saying, but yeah, with the editing, I see, yeah, just kind of slide it around on the timeline, just like different tracks, basically. Yep. Yeah, that's that sounds really neat, actually. Uh, so, but until then, we've always got Jagged Alliance two on uh, good old games. Are you know, you just, uh, are you doing any mods with it? No, I'm just playing it straight up the first time. 
right. just to, it's been so long and you know hey but a close runner-up was uh, ultima underworld 2 so you know i'm just a good old games guy ultima underworld 2 yeah like the first person perspective thing yeah i love that game Wait, what do you mean a close runner-up like you're actually playing that like you can't still yeah. play those can you what they just released them on uh good old games uh for five dollars for one and two does it have mouse support yeah I love Wow. That. Okay, hold that thought. You only get one game of the week, though. I know. I know. All right. So <laughs> I have a question for you, JJ McMaster. For my game of the week, can I pick the same game I picked last week? Can I pick Bastion again? I don't know if that's fair. But, I mean, you can, sure. Well, who am I to judge? But it doesn't seem fair. All right, yeah. That's, go with that, JJ McMaster. So, JJ McMaster, I just want you to know, sometimes you have to play the bad cop. Yeah, sometimes. So let's try this again. All right. <laughs> JJ McMaster, can I pick Bastion as my game of the week for a second week in a row? Christ, chick, what are you doing to me here? You're <laughs> busting my balls. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. Okay, very good. That was well done. See? <laughs> Somebody has got to be the bad cop on this podcast, and I would suck at it, just so you know. Right. So well done. Well played. All right. In that case, then, here is, uh, here's where I'm going to open my game of the week. I have, a, I have a list of names that I would just like to briefly read. <clears throat> All right. Denny Atkin, by the way, who did a great piece for us on the front page about seeing the space shuttle. I did a podcast with him. Uh, Denny Atkin's first name. Uh, Paul Tobia, who goes by the name of uh, Rorschach on the forum. Uh, X Star Bags, great fellow named Jeff, who I've podcasted with before. CSL. I don't know his name. He's never publicly announced it. All I know is he's Canadian. I think he's very proud of that. Uh, M. Moriarty. Uh, she's someone's roommate. I don't know who. It's like Jared oh, so H.K.'s roommate or something like that. not Sherlock Holmes. Arch Nexus. Oh, you know what? Good point. Maybe that's what the M is for, like Miss Moriarty. I don't know. It oh, is, could she, be, yeah. She is a chick, though, and I've, I've played Adam. games with her. So anyway, I, I need to add her name to this list. Also, uh, Drastic, who did a great game diary for us uh, about this cool zombie killing driving game called clutch orf bc i think that's before christ i don't know what the orf stands I for could be big weather zarok who is uh, one of the mini robs on the forum oh yeah i know him. glad guy who is brian gladman he used to work at dreamcatcher i'm not sure what he's doing these days but uh he's one of my xbox live buddies and there's a reason his name is on this list which i will disclose in a minute then finally rimbo and dave long now, this list of names, what they all have in common as of last night, their super score in Pinball FX2 okay. is lower than mine. <laughs> Every one of you I just named, I now, I don't, I don't know how you say this out loud, I now pwn you at, I believe pwn uh, works. Pwn you at Pinball FX2. Uh, and uh, so, so there, I'm putting out notice right now. I sit oh. above all of those people at your super score at Pinball FX2, which is my uh, game of the week. Uh, I, I was plugging away. Rimbo and Dave Long were the last two holdouts. I had to get my super score above theirs. I had a stellar game last night of uh, Secrets of the Deep where everything aligned perfectly, and I more than I think I tripled my normal high score. Uh, so I'm now at the top of this bracket. And it's a huge, considerable leap to get to the next area where we've got guys like Fuzzy Slug and Jonathan Crane and Zemu. So, I have no idea how they got up there, but I am coming for them next. 
Xbox 360 arcade game? Is that what it is? Uh, Pinball FX2, yes. Uh, it's That's the core package, and then you can buy additional tables. All I think right. you can also buy the Marvel Pinball uh, I'm, set. I'm back from uh, I'm back from Germany now. <laughs> I just want you to know, if you want to try to climb up this list, these guys are all lightweights now. I can tell you, they're all pushovers. I beat every okay. single one of them. So just, just climb over them, no problem. Join right, good, me. Good. My, uh, I think my Especially super scores... Oh, that Dave Long guy. Oh, man, that's yeah. the thing. Is I be, So here's the thing. <laughs> so JJ's a remaster. I, as I might have mentioned before, your super score is just the total of all your high scores on all the tables. So it behooves you to get all of the tables. If you've only got a few of them, I think it doesn't necessarily match your super score against people who've only got like two tables because they're, they're at a right. disadvantage. So I'm pretty sure these people I mentioned, like me, have all the tables, so our super scores are compared. So Dave Long's super score was like 249, meaning somewhere <laughs> along the way he's gotten a total total high score of 249 million points so if he were to get an, another high score on one of the tables by an extra million his super score would go to 250 yeah so so i was down at like 220 something right below uh rimbo and i i beat rimbo's score and last night i'm playing secrets of the deep because it, it also maintains high scores for each individual table and my friend christian moroski who i do the movie podcast with he somehow oh, yeah. And I don't know how he did it. He did it accidentally. He doesn't know anything about pinball. He, he must have just sat down to play and accidentally hit a jackpot or something because he had like a 19 million score on that table. And he doesn't know <laughs> what he's doing. And that was just infuriating to me that he beat my high score by twice. despite that son of a – That son of a – exactly. So I'm sitting down last night, and I beat his high score. By the way, I'm putting – so his uh, – Christian Morosky, you're also on that list of, pe- of people I've pwned at People that Olympics. suck. That's right. Uh so I, I I beat Rimbo's super score. Dave Long's super score is 249. <laughs> I get my own super score to 249, exactly equal to Dave's. However, it tells me that I've beat him because it must track decimal points or whatever. Oh. But, but I was not satisfied with oh. that. <laughs> I had to get a physical – like I needed the number to actually look higher. So I went and played another rinky-dink table that I hadn't played much to just beat my high score by a million, just so I could get up to the 250 above Dave Long's 249. Uh, so. Did you GG no Rium? Well, what you can do is when you beat someone's score on a table, with one button press, you can send a canned message that says – Hey, I beat your high score on Secrets of the Deep by so many points. <laughs> it just you can append something to that, but it, it sends a message over Xbox Live to that person. So yeah, I, I was sending a few of those out last night. I, I admit. Oh yeah. So that's my game of the week. I, I love that game. It's a great game. It uses a very different kind of attention span than most games. So I can have that going while I'm listening to podcasts or or talk radio oh, or the sure. news or, or music, whatever. Whatever, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, no, I, I can even sure. some. Well, no, I was gonna say I could have like a movie going on a laptop, but you got to drive. You, gotta, you know, I something. could drive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to you got to put your eyes on a pinball. You can't even. There are times when you're playing a pinball machine, you can't even really blink. Uh, but as far as like what or you're, you're listening like to, long and you lose a decimal point, and that's all it takes, baby. That's, that's all it takes. Yeah, you look at that list, and it is clear Could there is a contender. There is no two ways about it. Tom Chick's super score in Pinball FX clearly higher than Dave Long's. That's all. Yeah, you know, that's really all that matters. I mean, he's probably trying to play it with a Wii controller anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, 
the tough part now is I've got now like a hundred points to clear before I reach the next level. So it's going to be a while. It's kind of like going from silver to gold league in Starcraft two or something. I feel like I'm at the top of my league and I don't really, I'm just kind of looking at this vast expanse that I can't cross for a while. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but anyway, so that, that's my game of the week. Join us, Jay Mason, Jay Jason McMaster. Even even if you don't have all the tables we do, you can still compare your high scores to uh, to people on a, on a specific table. So, and I will try. All right. All right. Let's go to posts of the week. All right. You're going first. All right. Here's my post of the week. Uh, so you mentioned Jay Jason McMaster being sick of MMOs. Uh, I'm sick of some MMOs, but there are two that I really miss. And my post of the week is one that made me really excited to go back and play one of the MMOs I miss. Now, I won't do that, of course, because it's a huge time investment. and I Because that's crazy talk. And only crazy people do that. There's too many other things that I have to do. But uh, if I were to go back to an MMO right now, I would love to go back to Lord of the Rings Online because there's a fellow named St. Gabe who posted in the one big long Lord of the Rings online thread about how he plays a character called a warden. Now, uh, Lord of the Rings online uh, has just some usual classes, but it does some really cool stuff with some of the classes. And the warden, which is one of the classes they added in, I think, the Moria add-on, has this whole tricky thing where he combines attacks to create these combos that he unlocks called gambits and i don't have a warden i don't really know how it works um but saint gabe has obviously been playing the warden a lot he's he's read a lot about it and he had a couple of great posts about how he's kind of optimizing his attacks and his different approaches and it sounds like a very fluid dynamic thing where you're in a battle and you stack up different attacks depending on what kind of gambit you want to pop off at the end and i don't know if there's any counterpart to this in other mmos but the way he was explaining it, it just sounded really fascinating. And it, it made me miss my main character in Lord of the Rings Online, who is a minstrel. And a minstrel has a similar approach where she strings together a bunch of different tunes and anthems. And then she can unlock them with ballads that, that fire off. And, and there are different tiers you can climb up the different ballads. And, and the really cool thing about St. Gabe's Post is he talked about how he, he linked to a thread where he talked about where he, he said different people explain how they set up their their hot bars and whatnot. Right. And then he said the way he does it, and this immediately made me want to go do this with my uh, minstrel, is that he uses the keypad uh, oh. to block out uh, the different gambits so that as he's playing, you know, he'll get in a battle and he'll take his hand off the mouse and put it on the keypad and he'll use that to sort of stack up his attacks and unlock the gambits based on what's going on. And it made me think of like fighting games or like there was a great game called Die by the Sword where you used, a, I think, a keypad for different attacks. And uh, just that idea. Uh, I remember that game, I believe. And do you remember like I remember how it worked with a keypad? You know, there was the high swing and the low yeah. swing. It was very dynamic and it felt interactive and, you know, sure, yeah. changed from moment to moment. So just this idea that once you advance a character high enough to where you've got all sorts of different options. The fact that you would move your hand off the mouse and put it on something like a keypad so you could respond to different situations. That just seemed really exciting to me. And it made me, it made me think, you know what? I should do that with my minstrel. I should play Lord of the Rings online again. I miss it. 
uh, and that's probably as far as I'll get. Because once I boot it up, by the way, I'll just be confronted with a million skills that I don't remember what they do, and I'll I'll go play Bastion or Pinball FX again. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny those games. Uh, oh, that's like I get I get kind of misty eyed for EverQuest sometimes. You know, it's a game I played a lot when it came out. No, I'm pretty sure they canceled that. Did they finally cancel it? No, I don't think they did. <laughs> I, I was at, at E3. I uh, Bless their hearts. I was at the little Sony Online Entertainment uh, section, and they were wanting to show me the expansion for DC Universe Online. I was eager yeah. to see that. They were showing their, their heist shooter, and I was eager to see that. And then they were like, and over here is our latest expansion for EverQuest, if you'd like to see that. <laughs> I was no, like, we're, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have a, a, a meeting now at uh, Paradox or something. So, Some, yeah, I'm sorry. Somewhere. <laughs> With fantasy flight games. Right. I've got to go see all the new titles that Riot has announced right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've announced a lot of titles. <laughs> uh, so even though I, for the most part, I don't miss MMOs, there are MMOs that I really want to get back to. Lord of the Rings Online and Rift are, are two examples. Yeah, I like Rift uh, as well. It's, uh, it's really interesting. It just kind of hit me after I was done. <laughs> just done right well that's the thing is i yeah it's it's a it's a very specific kind of video gaming and i just don't really feel like doing that right now and i'll probably go back to it eventually like I, god knows i will try whatever the hell blizzards puts out next yeah. uh I mean, they they seem to know what they're doing you know i love most of their games not a huge starcraft 2 fan but i love most of their games we well, you know it's fu- it's funny, JJ McMaster, how oftentimes when you go into MMOs, it's a peer pressure thing. Uh, yeah. Like like there will be a thread on the forum, or one of your friends will start playing. And uh, I, I remember <laughs> this, uh, this was maybe I don't know three months ago. Somehow a bunch of us started playing Vanguard again. Oh God. And. <laughs> I'm and sorry. At the, at the time, I know at the time it seemed like a really good idea, and and there were you like were maybe. Off. There were like 15 of us on the forum who were like, yeah, we're going to play Vanguard. And we did for like two weeks or something. <laughs> and it was just a weird thing. It was, a, it was like a lemming thing. You know, you're just a lemming sitting there. And then suddenly these other 10 lemmings come along and they're going in that direction. And you're like, yeah, let's go over there. And then before you know it, you've all plunged off a cliff into the sea and you're playing Vanguard. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I know exactly the next MMO I'll play. Okay, what do you got? Planetside next or whatever it's called. I don't know. MMO. That's like a shooter, but yeah, yeah. That's I yeah. love Planetside. That was me and Xerox played the hell out of that. Now I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm there's still so. at, at QuakeCon. So I'm looking forward to getting to see that when I cover QuakeCon. God, I was I wish I was going to QuakeCon. Come on out. I never Yeah, I might. When is it? It is August something or other. Third, fourth, seventh, ninth, something like that. It's a it's, single yeah, digit number in August. That's what I remember. And you know what, J- Jason McMaster? It's probably cooler in Dallas, Texas than it is where you are now. It probably is, and that's sad. And I like Dallas. Hey, Texas is a hit place. Uh, Texas, yeah, I got nothing to say about Texas. I was born there, so that's plenty for me. Uh, oh, yeah, I like Houston, you know. Right. And, you know, Tom Chick was born there, so... God knows it'll probably eventually be like, a, <laughs> yeah, like like a tour stop. Uh, I I think I saw a Black Flag play in Austin once when I was a kid. Yeah, Austin's actually a pretty cool city. 
It is. It is. Yeah. And you know what? I, re- I remember I, w- I was there to see a girl. Like, I'm in college and I'm like, hey, there's this really cool punk chick girl. school in U- UT Austin. And I'm going to go visit her and we're going to go see. Oh, you know, maybe it's a circle. Too. Anyway, it, yeah. So it's like when I thought I was like a punker and I went to visit Austin and that was cool. That was the, probably the last really cool experience I had with Texas. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you can't, can't love it all. That's true. It's a big state and I don't have a big enough heart. <laughs> I actually, uh, a uh, minor. I I once was in Arkansas, and me and my friend were going to drive to Dallas to audition for the Dallas Shakespeare Festival. And we get in the car and we get on the the ten. I forget whatever the freeway is that bisects Arkansas. We're heading towards Texas, and we're driving and we're driving and we get out of Arkansas and we're driving and we're driving. And I realized that I thought he was going to tell me where to go, and he thought I knew where I was going. And we had completely missed Texas, and I think we're into Oklahoma before we realized. It's, it's hard to miss Texas, too. I know. It's the biggest state in the union that's not Alaska, and I managed to just go in the general direction and just miss it. That's that's an example. I think Alaska is pulling some shit, too. I think Alaska is just lying. About the, the size thing? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think they're, they've put up like a bunch of canvas around it or something, so satellite photos make it look larger or like a decoy, like like right, we tried yeah. to fake the Germans out as far as like where the landing at Normandy was going to be. We set up. Right. I think they're doing uh, some kind of shenanigans like that with canvas and plywood. Operation confound the Jerry's um, <laughs> at every turn. Uh, yeah, I think they've I think they've done something. I, I think there's mirrors involved. I don't know. And I blame Sarah Palin, by the way. Uh, I do too. We all do. We all. JJ uh, McMaster, what is your post or thread of the week well the thread uh that well i'll give credit to matt bowyer for starting this thread is what classic could you never get into and this is a question that i always find interesting because there are certain classics that i don't like and i know that you don't like that everybody just thinks are the most wonderful games ever made what's an example um you know uh, final fantasy 7 um, Deus Ex is on the list, of, co- of course. Um, Diablo, which kind of floored me, and Diablo Whoa. 2, which really floored me. Whoa, wait a minute. What? Who's who's saying that? That's crazy. March Hare. Actually, a lot of people said Diablo, but the first one to say it was March Hare. Like, if you go through the list, uh, Matt Boyer's was Arcanum, which, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> Was that a classic? I wasn't even aware. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart, Matt. I appreciate what you're getting at, but I, I think you've missed the point of your own thread. <laughs> Like, classic okay somebody uh, the next one is universal leader saying morrowind um which i don't understand i like morrowind but mm-hmm. i thought it was a pretty hip game uh but and you know but the other point of the thread is to maybe defend the games and say without be, being preachy to mm-hmm. say why you should try them but uh i haven't seen a ton of uh, response other than people trying to defend Final Fantasy. Well, now here's here's what I want to ask is I I hear about that thread I have not been in there but that sounds to me like a thread that is very quickly going to turn into people <laughs> arguing about why Deus Ex sucks and then why it's great and people who say it sucks are wrong and then why people who say it doesn't suck are wrong is that is that what you see yeah. happen or is that what's happening in this thread and not just Deus Ex any I mean there's a little bit of arguing but not as much as you would expect. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was surprised, you know. Well, maybe uh, give it time. So, what's the most hotly contended game in there? Then is it Final Fantasy VII? I, there's been a bit of Final Fantasy VII argument, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's that's like a really weird one for people. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it's kind of like the cutoff on whether you like 
JRPGs or not. Ah, right, right. You know, and that's uh, it was, and of course, some uh, Matt Keel has an interesting list. <laughs> I always have to. Matt, Matt Keel always has interesting lists, by the way. I mean, whether yes, you agree does. with him or disagree with him, that's the guy who'll give you an interesting list. So what, I have a what, funny story about him. I'll have to tell you. Um, is, this, is this an off-the-air story? Oh no, I can tell on. <laughs> okay, because it's mostly a burn on me. Um, but uh, yeah, Matt Keel's list: Deus Ex, Earthbound. Wait, this Don't. is the things he's not into. Yeah, he oh, Matt Keel and me are both not into Deus Ex. That's yeah. wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna this find that guy here in L.A. and high five him. All right. Hated it then, hate it now. Giving me an action-based gun combat system and then crippling my aim until I put points into the pistol skill is the fastest way to make me uninstall your game. Okay, See no. also Alpha Protocol. Uh, good <laughs> lord. Okay, that's first of all, I'm going to take back the high five I was going to extend him because that that's uh, that's such a specious complaint. All right, but that's fine. If whatever whatever for whatever reason you don't want to like something, fair enough. You but, know uh, the one that I. You know, Donkey Kong Country never got into it. I don't care that much. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really consider that a classic classic anyway. Yeah. Right. Super Mario 64, it's one thing. Right. Uh, Alpha Centauri, I can't agree with Matt on that one. I cannot go that, go with him. I, I liked me some Alpha Centauri. Oh, wait, does he just not play strategy games? Because that, that would be the only explanation uh, there. Yeah, I mean, either that or he had, like, some sort of steel plate in his head or... So I, mean, I just want to say, anytime you say the words Alpha Centauri, even if you're actually talking about the star, uh, there's something in my like lizard brain or my amygdala or whatever that sparks off, and I immediately start sort of get dreamy-eyed and thinking about my boxed copy of Alpha Centauri, which is back in my office, and how I can yeah. pull that out and install. I still got them. Yeah, <laughs> and I could be, I could be, you know, rolling back the pink fungus. It's, it's a easy. great manual too, man. That, oh, like, that manual's awesome. I've got a big old fat fact printed out that I've got folded up nice. in there. I still got my poster with the tech tree. Um, so Matt Matt Keel not in Alpha Centauri. Did anybody take him to task on that one? You know, uh, Matt Keel talks a lot, so you know, uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody mentioned it. But no, you know, he's not the only one. Peter K didn't like Alpha Centauri. I mean, there's people that. Or there, there's games that I understand, and I know it's just uh, me going, oh, God, uh, how can you not like that from a personal level? But stuff like Baldur's Gate 2, I mean, come on, people. It's Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> how do you not like that game? It has Minsk and Boo in it. Um, now, now, what games did you did you post in here? Have you got your own choice for classics you can get into? I have not posted in here, but I, we can make it a podcast exclusive. Um, All right, what do you got? And, and you I post? know people will get, take me to task for one of them. Okay, okay, because I, uh, I got one too. I'll, I'll mention one. Actually, I got a couple. But what what would you go with? Um, All right, the two that just come immediately to mind uh, would be. Uh, and this, hey, it's funny. It's my game of the week, Jagged Alliance Two. I didn't like it when it came out. I don't oh, know why. Came around. Yeah, but I wanted to try it again, and I always understood the appeal. And I, you know, it, it was just, I don't know what it was. There was something about it, and I always enjoyed watching people play it because the characters are hilarious, especially with the speech facts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never got into it. And the one that, oh god. One that everybody will hate me over, Planescape Torment. I never could get into that game. All right, so that's this week's podcast. Join us. We'll have a new <laughs> co-host next week. 
Someone who doesn't have horrible taste. Hey, I bought it too, and I've been trying to play through it. I, it's, I don't know what it is. Well, it is, to be fair, J.J. McMaster, it's a uh, – it's front-loaded with – well, you have to read a lot of text. Like, yes. It's, it's really uh, – it's, it's writing heavy. Um, it, and it's not the most text-friendly uh, game engine. <laughs> right, right. Yep. I seem to recall everything squished a few lines at a time into a couple of yeah. windows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, it just uh, takes forever to read anything in that game. But, but I, I, you know, there's such a clever use of the universe, and there's really cool oh, yeah. twists on the different quests you do. and Great and writing. Great and memorable characters. And, but sure. fair enough. You know, it, it's, it's a game that is good in spite of some things that haven't aged well, I, I would say. And, you know, I mean, the same thing, honestly, can be said about Baldur's Gate 2, and I'll tell you why. You, you play Baldur's Gate 2, the intro to that game is basically always the same, and it's basically irritating having to break out of that dungeon every ah. freaking <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, it probably wouldn't like you probably remember it as being like you could probably just get through that in like 10 minutes nowadays. Don't you think? Sure. But like the big thing with it is, God, you know, unless you play a character that has some sort of healing or something. Yeah. You basically have to creep. And I am so not good at creeping. That's why I I never really liked the Splinter Cell games that much. I'm not good at stealth. I like shooting things. I like shooting them a lot. So, uh, you know, I. yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What what were yours? Okay, so I would pick. So those were your things that you would pick. Fair enough. Planescape Torment and uh, Jagged Alliance Two. Although I don't. So is the is the thread? What games could you not get into, but you can now? Or it's just what no, games could you not? Okay, what so you can't. You never get into. Okay, so you can't post Jagged Alliance Two anymore because you're trying it. It's, no, you're not no. hating it. So however, and I don't hate Torment either. It's just that at the time I think it was really, you know, right. Okay, well, I am I am double dog daring you, JJ Master, to get in there and and post uh, Planescape Torment. By the oh, way, oh, a bunch of people have. It's not oh, really? Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you people should make your own club or something. Yeah, for weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, will you be in my club then, JJ McMaster? For uh, actually, is Mass Effect Two a classic? It's not a classic. It's recent. So this is classics. Good lord. I you know like- what? Back to, but I'll tell you why. I, it's not the, it's oh, not okay. the gameplay. No. Okay, I, go I, ahead. I just, I, oh god, we're gonna talk about Mass Effect two now. Uh, no, I, I just. No, go I ahead. Really, Fine. Yeah, whatever. This will be great. I can't wait. Go ahead. I like the Paragon actions and stuff. <laughs> they because they amuse the hell out of me. All right. I don't even know what that is. I but love, okay. Paragon you, actions. What are you talking? Oh, that's the good guy choices. Is that? Yeah, or or the bad guy. Whatever. Just like the. I loved punching the reporter in the face. I, I don't know. It just. It's really amusing to me the different ones, but. I, you know, I also like the universe they've created. Uh, you, you really didn't like it, huh? No. no, no, I thought it was a horrible game. I thought it was it was it was <laughs> worst case example of Bioware Phoning flailing around. I mean, you know what? The, the funny thing is, though, I have all these like sort of rational criticisms of it, and these like intellectual reasons why it sucks, and all this kind of goofy stuff. But it it did fantastically for them, and and everybody loves that thing. And so 
I, I fully realize that everything I'm saying does not matter one whit and that people oh. love the game. But, uh, man, I can just hold forth it's at the, length about why it's a bad game, capital B, capital It's the B. Dragon Age effect. Like, you know, I liked Dragon Age 2, but the reason I liked Dragon Age 2 was I liked the characters. You know, the game itself is like, oh, great, I'm going to pound the X button or whatever until you eventually <laughs> fall over dead. Oh, I've seen this place before. I can't open this door this time. Great. You know, it, I mean, that's kind of a joke. But the actual characters and just all the different options you have, yeah. you know, I, I like that. See, I, that's and that's what kills it for me in Mass Effect 2 is I don't like those characters and I couldn't care less about a single one of them. And I don't even think they're that no. well written. And I, I just the whole dialogue option and the way that it's built around these these contrived forked paths and, and everybody's whining yeah. about their family issues instead of saving the universe. I just think it's bad on so many levels. And here's what kills it for me, J.J. McMaster, because I occasionally think. Because I get a, a fair amount of guff for that, and, and fair enough, it's a beloved game. So I occasionally think, you know what, I should go back and play Mass Effect 2. I, I should give it another chance. I should maybe try the, the female character, whatever. Um, but then I played The Witcher 2, and I now know that I will have oh, even yeah. less patience for the things that I don't like in Mass Effect 2. The things like the writing and the characters and, and the, the way the gameplay just the way you're, the, the gameplay consists almost entirely of just shooting your way through space corridors. I just, I, I think I just, uh, that, 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 that window has, is shut for me now. I don't think I can ever see well, why problem like with Mass Effect 2. Playing an excellent game, you know, it's once you see how good something can be, it, yeah. Uh, until enough time has passed and enough conventions have changed until the yeah. next one really blows your hair back or whatever, it's uh, yeah, it's completely. So, but that's not a classic yet. I mean, there's probably no. one day when it will be, and then I can rail against it in a thread like that. But instead, I'll just have to pick Deus Ex. And I will once again, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty practiced at this, I will once again, like Matt's complaint about Deus Ex doesn't bother me at all because Deus Ex, like Alpha Protocol, it's supposed to be an RPG. So I have no problem with having to put points in your pistol skill to shoot a pistol straight. That's fine. It's a gameplay contrivance, and it works for me. So one of the things I like about uh, Deus Ex and that I think yeah. Alpha Protocol does well, uh, the things that bugged me at the time about Deus Ex – there were three things, I, I think, and these are the crux of my complaints about it. Whenever every, somebody is like, oh, Tom Chick's dumb. He doesn't like Deus Ex. I don't think they understand. I say that all the time. And that's how you sound when you say it. I'm like, Tom Chick's dumb. Hey, yeah. He just doesn't understand Deus that's, Ex. That's, yeah, that's actually on my voicemail. Yeah, leave a message at the beep. Oh, and Tom Chick's dumb. He doesn't. Uh, I think that's also popular as a ringtone. Yeah, really. really uh, so, so here are my three complaints about Deus Ex that I had at the time and that I think still hold up. One of which is the AI is horrible and it it, it breaks immersion and it's easily exploitable. Another of which is I think it's a it's a horribly suited engine for the world they're trying to build. Uh, and then the third thing is I don't I don't think the writing is any good in it. I mean I love the creative team behind it. The you know Harvey Smith is a really bright guy and Warren Spector has shepherded some amazing projects. But I, I think the storytelling in Deus Ex and again that's like the characters, the dialogue, the the plot I think it's just really weak, and it's it's got this sort of slapdash, throw everything at a wall and see what happens uh, vibe to it that that never worked for me. Um, okay, let me ask you if this game huh? would count as a classic that I couldn't get into. Braid, I don't think it would count yet, though. I know Jonathan Blow wants it to, well, and I'm it will on Braid, and I think Braid, uh, yeah, that 
It, it, you know what? It, it, as far if we were to look at like indie games as having their own kind of separate like timeline, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, most indie games come and go so quickly that yeah, you can call Braid a classic, I think. And I'm yeah. with you. Like I, Braid didn't work that well for me. Uh, I loved the the concept, and uh, but the whole timing puzzle gameplay stuff just drove me batty, and it gave me these Michelle Bachman sized migraines. So I think I was too dumb to appreciate Braid. Well, well you I, know, it worked for you. I mean, the problem I guess I had with it is the writing, and it's yeah, nothing against the guy, but it just didn't. It, it just seemed like I don't know, literary, just you know, frilly spew. Basically, it's I don't know. It just well, it, it, let me throw this at you, McMaster. I I think you're right, but I think what you're missing, and this is kind of a tactical error on Jonathan Blow's part, is that by the time it's over, that kind of has a reason. Like there's a brilliant twist at the end of Braid that unfortunately was spoiled for me before I ever played the game at a, at a GDC talk that Blow gave, uh, where I, I think Braid's pretentiousness becomes self-aware at one point. And uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm with you, but I think there's a reason for that. And I think Blow is aware of it. And I think he builds it into the twist at the end of the game. Well, now I got to go try to finish Braid. <laughs> And I almost did too. That's the, that's the sad part because I kept trying. I was like, "Come on, there's got to be something." <laughs> there has to be. I, I because I kept seeing people say, "Oh, it's so poetic and everything," and I'm like, ah, no, it just didn't. You know, it just didn't do it for me." You know, and yeah, good, good for him though. I mean, from getting it made and everything, and it being so successful. Well, and I would but, say for a, a better, more sincere example of that sort of poeticism is that even a word that sort of poetic approach uh try bastion man the 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 that, that greg kasavin does in bastion is is every bit as good as the stuff that jonathan blow was doing but it doesn't kind of have that that layer at the end of you know what i'm a pretentious kind of douchey guy and i know it uh you know because it doesn't need it. i mean bastion is just so sincere and heartfelt uh and and doesn't have that meta level twist because it doesn't need it. I don't think. See, I, I feel that way about like Flower too, in a way. Yes, yes. Oh God, McMaster. Yes. It's it's a very elegant, very elegant game. Now it just oh, it's just a really nice game. And, uh, when is when is the journey coming out? Do you know what the journey is? It's the it's that do. game company. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. You know, I was actually a GBC judge for a long time. Uh, I remember that not doing this year. Stuff going on at the end of the year, but uh, you know, I'm familiar with those guys from back then, and uh, they've come a long way. In fact, the GDC and the independent game and stuff has come a long way, it really has, and it's fantastic. I think sometimes, sometime soon, we're going to be able to say, uh, indies are the new mainstream, really. I think so too. I mean, really, if you look at it, look at Riot Games. I mean, I know I always bring them up, but look at them, look at yeah, that game company. Or um, another company I'm very fond of, uh, Pixel Junk. Um, yeah. You know, I love uh, uh, Monsters and uh, what was the other? Is it Flea or something like? That? But you, you, well, you look like a little flea. It's like a jumping game. Oh yeah, yeah, the little Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's really cool. Where you bust all the like the pollen things and collect them. Yeah, it's just very fascinating uh, game ideas. Well, I, I think it speaks volumes that Bastion was published. By Warner Brothers. <laughs> That's yeah. You know, speaking of which, uh, somebody in the uh, classics thread uh, actually said, uh, "Batman: Arkham Asylum." I believe it was Miriam. And shame on you! Shame on you! That's all I have to say. For so, sure. 
yeah, first of all, it's not a classic yet. It will be, and second because of all, it's awesome. for shame. Yeah, really. Yeah. What's... <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't find a better like brawler. Yeah, you know, kind of just beat him up game. That's, that's why I that's yeah. why I don't understand why. Oh, it wasn't Miriam. My apologies. It was. We... Uh, yeah, who did you just who did you just slander? I said Miriam, but that was uh, Baldur's Gate too. So yeah, I'm ashamed of you as well. Oh, okay, but. Uh, <laughs> But that's but, why I don't understand why Marvel, why Capcom doesn't put Batman in Marvel vs. Capcom. What a perfect guy to put in there. I know, but if, if I would love it, yeah, you know, Mortal Kombat got my favorite comic company, and that's just not fair. Uh, because that Mortal was Mortal Kombat got your favorite com, comic. They company. did that Mortal Kombat versus DC uh, a while I back. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was Capcom. <laughs> uh, you know, nothing personal, Mortal Kombat guys. But your games kind of sucked up until the last one. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, someone in here said Arkham Asylum, and you should be ashamed of yourself. I won't mention your name. I'm sorry, Miriam, except for the Baldur's Gate two thing. Which, that is a terrible thing to say. Yeah, it really is. I mean, come on. Oh, it was Mad Kevin. So shame on you. Matt. Oh, Matt. You know what? He's got. He's one of those highfalutin guys who only watches French films. So that's oh, what, what do you expect sakes. from that guy? Yeah, <laughs> makes me I mean, sick. So, say yeah, like people make fun of me for being like a quote unquote beret wearer, but look at that guy. He probably literally wears a beret. Can you believe that? No wonder he doesn't like Arkham Asylum. It's he didn't like Might and Magic either. <sighs> well, I can actually kind of understand. All right, well, that, that's a pretty contentious thread you picked, J. Jason McMaster. That's uh, yeah. There's there is some argument in here, you know. There's some sass in it. Good. All right. Oh, and before we go, I will tell you quickly my Matt Keel story. Yes. How did you get pwned by Matt Keel? <laughs> back when the Xbox 360 was new, back in the olden days, um, and actually today, still, uh, Matt and I have been friends. Uh, for a long time. And what people don't know, uh, a lot of people maybe, is that Matt has done a lot of gameplay footage for G4 and Tech TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. what, before that, whatever. Well, during one of his gameplay footage sessions, I logged on. And it was used on this show called, like, Cheat or something. I don't remember exactly what it was called. And every 12 to 14-year-old kid that was watching a cheat show got to see my gamer tag. So I immediately received hundreds of friend requests, most of them with voice, from people that saw me on G4, thanks to Matt Kiel. They were just like, hey, I saw your gamer tag on yes. TV, be my friend? Yes. And it went on for months, because the, every time there was like a replay of that episode, I would get you know another 10, 20. So, yeah. So uh, what you're trying to tell me, JJ McMaster, is that you are a celebrity on Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's me. I mean, you know, the most memorable, and I actually did. I added like maybe two people out of the whole thing just because I was laughing so hard. Uh, the one that I was that was most memorable was this kid had to be 11 or 12. I, I don't even remember his name. He's probably been removed from my list by now. Um, but his message was, sweet Jesus, please add me to your friends list. I was like, <laughs> I was like well, I mean, if he hadn't said sweet Jesus, I might not have. <laughs> How can you say no to that kind of fervor? Yeah, he sounded so desperate. He's so desperate. So, you know, we kind of joke about that, but I, I think because we're part of a community like Quarter to Three, I imagine most of us have our hundred friends 
oh, yeah. allocation filled up. Like I constantly am at 99. I keep one slot open in case I get a request from someone I know. But if I didn't have those hundred slots filled, I would really, you know, for a game like Pinball FX, for instance, I would want people in there. You know, I would, oh, I would yeah. have all this extra space. So I imagine the average person, and I don't know, maybe this is this isn't the case, but I imagine the average person has plenty of room to say, hey, that guy's gamer tag, you know, I want him on my list when they see right. it on TV or, or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Can I, can I name drop someone who's on my list? Sure. Uh, he's got to be full up. Um, I have on my friends list, and I think he's advertised, he said, like, I think he's publicly said what his gamer tag is. I won't say X, maybe he hasn't, but I think I'm pretty sure he's like not someone who needs extra people. But I have on my friends list, and I got a message from him while I was playing Bastion, and he was like, "You're playing Bastion, I want to play that." Uh, Tim Schafer. Oh man, uh-huh. that's just so not fair. Yep. What do you think of that? Say, I love Tim Schafer. I think he's awesome. I think that's he's probably the coolest guy on my friends list next to you, Jay Jason McMaster. Well, he actually had, was part of the crew that made my favorite game ever, Secret of Monkey Island. So I, I always have utmost respect for him. I think you misspoke the title of Brutal Legend. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I really liked Brutal Legend, too. It was just poorly marketed. Oh, don't get me started. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad. Well, maybe if they let people know it was a strategy game, it might have done that. <laughs> shh, shh. Don't, don't. Quiet. Be quiet. Don't, don't say anything. Yeah, very quiet about that. They want to be quiet. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Are you are you trying to sink double fine? <laughs> Trenched is awesome. <laughs> Trenched Nobody is good. Trenched. Oh god, I, oh we could go on for another half hour because All Trenched right. is great, and I've been fiddling with that. But that kind of led me to fiddle. you know what? Never mind, because this might be my game of the week next week. So I'm not going to say. Yeah, anything. Right. Well, yeah, I don't want to hold that thought. All right, so uh, what are we bringing, folks, next week? J. Jason McMaster. You mean other than spitting the truth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing folks the gospel. Uh, we're bringing folks a news post, a forum post, and our game choices for the week. Awesome. And then finally, I have one question for you, J.J. McMaster. What does the J stand for? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Nobody's asked me that in a long time. Jehovah. We'll say Je- uh, Jehoshaphat. the way you had to uh, pull back from the blasphemy there. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. I was Ooh, like, uh, wow. So you're, total, you're like, God. totally can't. Yeah. Well, you know, Jay-Z does it. <laughs>